Hey everyone, welcome to this special episode of Slugcast. You're listening to Marianne and Maya, and today we're featuring an artist talk with the phenomenal LA musician Irene Diaz. She'll be talking to us about her journey through music, the importance of expressing your unique self, and ways to care for your mental health during this time. She will also be featured in the Quarry Virtual Concert Series with Carla Morrison. That's this Friday, February 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. So make sure to check it out. You can register for the event at quarry.ucsc.edu, linked in the description. wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time out to join us and like be a part of the podcast oh, of course thank you I mean actually I haven't I haven't been in an interview for a long time so this is kind of like a nice uh, refresher <laughs> how are you how is quarantine uh, it's been good well no it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't been good I mean I think it's been you know a lot of ups and downs um trying to figure out like how to be be good during this time you know there's there's really not much you can do like based off of like career-wise like just I'm still writing I'm doing all of that but for the most part it's it's been a little bit challenging yeah um so yeah <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that you're still writing though um that's so good um, definitely a lot to write about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember in your tiny desk, you mentioned that you used to write like more what you called like sad songs, but now you write more love songs. I'm just curious, like, are you writing? Like early on, early on, I was when the quarantine hit, it was like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And I, I had time to like actually go to songs that I had started and, um, yeah, I started kind of producing my myself oh my <laughs> out of it because like there's really nobody like I can go to or anything. So I, I um, the producers that I worked with on my on my last album, the album Lovers and Friends, they um, gave me a program. They helped me um, download uh, Ableton. So that wow. program allows awesome. you to like produce and get a really good ideas like separate tracks and. So it's been really interesting, like doing that and, and just finding like my own voice because I'm just by myself. <laughs> so it's been fun. A lot of the songs, it's weird because like they've been very like sensual because, you know, I'm just here with my wife and it's been, it's been nice. <laughs> uh-huh. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Happy belated Valentine's Day to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to just ask, like, if there's anything that you would want to share with people who are newer to your music or like I call them soon to be fans um, about your personal background and experiences. Yeah. So I started music back in 2010. I started um, going to like coffee shops and just playing to open mics and just getting myself out there. Um Kind of 2012, like I began my journey, uh, more so, like more, more so like full on in. And I started getting involved with like the Chicano community. And that kind of opened up doors to, to NPR, um, what is it? Different promoters. After, after that, 
event. Like I just kind of was able to kind of travel with my music. I had never done that before. So I spent maybe like a couple of years, like going at um, different coffee shops and stuff, but it was, it's so interesting, like being able to travel with your music and, and uh, man, just to be like, Oh my God, I'm here because of my music. You know, I've been to like New York, New York was actually the first place that I had gone. Um, or it was my first travel experience with the music. And that was just an amazing trip. Someone had contacted me, a promoter and, they just kind of helped us out, like get acquainted and get gigs. And I played in like Philadelphia and yeah, it, it was amazing. I really miss it. You really realize how much you, you miss it all because of what's going on, you know, totally. uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad about it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, that's so cool. I, yeah, I've always wondered like what it felt like to live the dream really. Oh man. <laughs> It's really good. It's really, you don't realize that you're actually living it. Like I can look back today and realize, man, like I was just moving along. Like I was just like moving along through every moment, but I feel like moving forward, like I definitely want to be more present and realize like, Oh my God, this is, this is amazing that, that I get the opportunity to share my music. I know I've, I've had that feeling like early on, but it's also like when you're when you're in it, you don't know you're in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's funny because the, the last the last gig that I had, um, I got hired to do a wedding because a lot of my songs are very much love songs and they're great for those types of things. Um, so I got hired uh, by one of my, my friends. They they had us um, me and my wife. We came out to uh, Cabo and we played a show there and it was so it was it was in january of 2020 and it was so interesting because like we we hadn't known the virus like was kind of in the news but it wasn't so i remember yeah. being there in cabo and being like walking through like where the ceremony was going to be and realizing man i really need to savor this moment like i really need to savor like the fact that like i want to savor every gig that i have and just hold on to it and I'm so glad I did with that because I can remember so much more <laughs> just based off of that like, <laughs> thought process. Kind of has being in quarantine changed your creative process when writing music or is it kind uh, of the same? It's kind of the same. Like when I write, I usually write with, um, I, I write with the piano. I write with the guitar um, or sometimes I come up with like melodies in my head and I usually use like my iPhone. And I use my voice memos to like record anything and everything. I record everything because you need to, you know, you got that like good idea. Like, oh, I could go back to that and like use that if I want to. So, yeah, that's yeah. definitely how it, it hasn't changed much. Just the fact that like I've been more like so um, learning about Ableton and production and um, just really appreciating that that recording process. Uh, well, yeah, it Ableton is really hard. I think I've tried to use it like when I was like trying to figure out how to make. Oh, nice. I was <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is so hard. I don't know how people can do this like so. Yeah, so. yeah. Me with beats, like I'm still getting the hang of it because, like, you know, I'm a pianist, but the piano is yeah. is pretty much a percussive instrument. So I kind of it's a little 
easier, but it's still like kind of confusing because there's so many like plugins you can put and because Ableton only has like a few things. Yeah, super admirable. Um, I guess my next question that I had um, just kind of tying into your one of your biggest inspirations that you said was Nina Simone. And I was kind of wondering if your inspirations have kind of changed since then. Have they grown or like what is inspiring you currently maybe being in quarantine or just like in the world right now early on like I got introduced to Nina Simone like back in like 2009 one of my friends introduced me to her and I really loved the theatrics of of it all I mean you can hear it in some of my older songs like Tricky Game um you can hear it in the whole like kind of noir fashion that that I like uh I kind of geared more towards but today um I don't know. I've, I've really been more open and more so with this album, Lovers and Friends, that, that isn't out yet. But, um, I kind of delved more into like a pop realm. And so around that time, like I was listening to a lot of like The Weeknd, Rihanna, um, Sia and those types of artists just to, uh, get more of a feel of where the album was going. Because I think, I think for me, I, I love so much music. I love so many different genres. And if I could make so many different genres of albums, like I want to, <laughs> I want to do that. And so, yeah. So right now I'm, I'm, I just listen to everything. There's no like specific artists, but there are artists that I do look up to. I look up to artists like, uh, Jesse Ware. Um, there's this other artist that I really like. Uh, her name's Nao, N-A-O. Um, I really like James Blake because that's more on the electronic end. Um, but kind of like gearing more towards like electronic pop, I've been kind of delving into, but also like artists like Daniel Caesar, that R&B stuff that, that has an influence on me. I think for myself, like I can listen to something and if I like it, I can start like moving into like creating that way. Um yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think like um, in I Am Woman, I felt that like theatrical yeah. <laughs> the sound that was so cool. And then with your newer songs, I can definitely hear the like more pop sound. And that's that's really exciting. I'm like really excited to hear oh, yeah. what you're going to do um, on Lovers and Friends. And uh, that kind of brings me to the other question I had. I know this is like six years ago. But I love Tiny Desks and I watched yours and that was like, that was really powerful to me. Just you have Thank a really you. powerful space. Um, what was it like doing Tiny Desk and was it different than like a more conventional recording setting? Ooh, I have to say it was like, it was my all time favorite experience being recorded live. It's so funny because around that time I was going I was working with a publicist and so it was my first time actually working with a publicist and we were in New York and, and on the East coast. And, uh, we had, we actually had another live performance earlier that morning before the NPR event. And it's so funny. Cause like when we went into the first, the first interview, um, the building that we went into, they checked all of our, you know, to see if we had any weapons. There's like a beeper and all that. And I was like, what is this? What is going on? And I was so freaked, kind of freaked out. 
And so, you know, I had that experience with that interview and it went well. It was great. Um, but then going into the M- the NPR building, it's in Washington. It was just, it was like black and white. Like when I entered, it was just so calm and peaceful. Like I was so excited to perform because everybody, you know, I, I went up to, to the office space and it's actual, it's a, it's an office. The whole thing is an office and there's like windows all around. There's bright light. So all of the light that is there, it's all natural light. So it's, it's just very calm and, and the whole staff comes out to see you. All of them, they just stop. They just come out to see you. And it's interesting because they can't really hear you if, unless you project because there's no, they only have the microphones that, that are picking you up and all. But it was, it was really magical playing the piano. That piano, John Legend played that. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I would have been freaking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. And, and just the, the receive, the receivement of it afterwards, everybody was just so, so thankful that I was there. They gave me like this big bag of uh, kind bars, you know, the kind bars. They gave me like a whole bag of them. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Where am I going to put these? I'm traveling. <laughs> so I had to give some away, but yeah, it was, it was a really great experience that the, I would say my number one, my number one. Yeah. <laughs> You definitely like carried that vibe of like yeah. a calm, like welcome space. It was so yeah, they cool. gave it to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am uh, I'm amazed though by what I'm hearing. I feel like I was already fangirling a little bit when like we first started, but now like after hearing your just your experience with NPR and like like I'm just like blown away. I think it's really cool that you got to do that. Wow. Like that's just the beginning. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I, I have hope. I have hope. <laughs> Give me hope. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, I'm here for you. Um, so my first question, um, as someone who's been through kind of like a long musical journey, but has made a lot of success through it, do you have any advice for students who are looking to pursue either like film or art or music or just something kind of like a mix of the mediums um, through less conventional paths? Yeah, I would say um, keep going, like keep learning. You're going to make so many mistakes. I feel like I've made so many mistakes along the way. Um, Be real, be real with people, like build relationships uh, with creatives all around you. I, I would highly recommend that. And just really be in the moment and appreciate every win because there's going to be a lot of losses. There's going to be times where you feel like giving up. And I think if you're focused on like just success, you're not going to really appreciate the failures. So I would recommend just keep learning. You're because you're going to keep evolving. You're going to keep growing. You're not going to be the same. Per- I'm not the same person I was like six years ago. I'm not the same person I was like in 2010. You know, I've had all this like life experience and it, it's amazing to be, you know, to witness it. So be a witness to yourself. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. 
you have any like also because you're also mentioning just like your creative drive how it's been kind of flowing throughout quarantine and do you have any advice for people who may feel like creatively stuck or kind of like roadblocked by covid who are looking still to create and to kind of push themselves through the arts Ooh, it's tough it's really tough i think be so patient with yourself right now you know there's there's a time and place for things and right now if 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 you feel like you're stuck don't force it like i think creativity comes out um when it needs to and it will in any shape and form like for me if i'm a musician like if i if i go for a walk you know like that's i could be creative in that way um i could be creative you know talking to people i mean it does not sound creative but like the fact that like i'm doing something and and getting my you know my mind going like it helps in those ways i would also say like listen to other other music um but yeah it's it's hard right now just be so patient with yourself be gentle <laughs> be gentle with your heart <laughs> yeah Lord. Thank you. I, yeah. I really appreciate hearing those words because I myself am like a student filmmaker and I am just like, oh my gosh, like, like this quarter I'm doing like a production um, where it's like I write, edit and like or write, shoot, mm -hmm. edit the whole thing. And so hearing about you and how you're kind of doing this like like individual production kind of technique with your own music and your own work is really inspiring because it is oh, hard yeah. to be patient with yourself but i really appreciate your advice yeah um, and then kind of like along the lines of like more advice um what kind of words do you have for young artists or musicians or students in general who are looking to kind of just express themselves or define their identity when it comes to their work i would say i would say try things like just try things and see what sticks with you see what feels good because i mean you can you can find some oh this is me this is me like for a whole year and maybe the next year you're a different person and you find something different so i would say embrace something that you enjoy about yourself embrace an identity but know that it's going to evolve it's going to change you're you're just that's how humans are we're constantly changing we're constantly feeling new feelings having new experiences and i would say just keep going like don't shut yourself out of a new experience because you're not going to find yourself that way thank you i also want to say i i feel like hearing you like talk about like your wife like warms my heart too like I was wondering if you like if you um like for people who have identities like either like either queer people or people of color like how do you um recommend to them that they like or do you have any advice for them when it comes to like emerging in this industry that may not like traditionally or conventionally favor them and just how to like put yourself out there when um yeah oh man i think like Early on for me, I had trouble with that. I had trouble with like really stating, "Oh, I'm a queer artist" because of labels and all that. But man, I don't know, we are people. We're just people. You know, it, it's for me right now, like I'll talk about my wife. I'll talk about her and yeah, she, it 
it, it's been interesting for myself to challenge myself to be more um, talkative about it. And I feel like I have been more talkative about it within the last, a lot of people know, people who know me know that I'm like, I have, I have a female partner, you know, that's it's just what it is. It's beautiful. You know, it's love. It's, it's real. And it's, maybe it's unconventional, <laughs> but forget that, forget that word. Just throw it out. Like we're all human and we love, we love who we love. Um, but being in the industry, I, I, I think you're going to write what you write. And if it relates to someone who is heterosexual, that's great. You know, I think music is universal. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, this is just, I mean, it can be for like, oh, this is specifically for this, but people are going to relate one way or another. And they they can be at any walk of life, any just, you know, queer. And yeah, we're, we're all people. We are all people. And it's so beautiful just to hear. Yeah. Like we are all people. Love is love and... It's beautiful. Yeah. Another thing that I really admire about um, just like the way you advocate um, for yourself and like, I really like the way you advocate for mental health also. And I was wondering mm -hmm. um, what ways do you best care for your mental health? And um, do you have any advice for students who may be um, facing mental struggles or mental health crises um, during this time? Yeah. Ooh, um, let me tell you, I've, I've actually been struggling with anxiety, like within the last, uh, well, during this whole quarantine, I, I, I had done a lot of work on myself back in like 2018. I opened some things that I hadn't opened in my mind, like concerning like my family, my parents. And I felt like growing up, I had a lot of anxieties and I never, I never knew I had anxiety. Like I could never put a word to like, how I was feeling. And, you know, back in 2018, like I made headway, I started going to therapy and, you know, finding, finding out that there's a lot I hadn't cried about. There's a lot that I hadn't let go of like from my past. And, um, you know, now fast forward to like 2020, 2021, like I'm, I'm still struggling with like, like how to like calm myself down because like anxiety, and, you know, mental health, it's all, it's, it's, it's mental, but it's also body. And so I've been trying to figure out like, like, okay, my body feels tense. My body, my heart rate's going, um, oh my God, I'm sweating. Like, oh, how do I calm myself down? And I've really been trying to figure out like how to do this. Like, this is what works best for me. Um, I've been doing a lot of walking. Um, I've been doing a lot of like slow breathing, uh, I've really tried to stay away from things that kind of like raise my anxiety levels. Like it's so interesting because uh, the, was it two weeks ago? Like I put on Mean Girls, you know that movie? <laughs> well, yeah, you know that movie. <laughs> you got another movie. <laughs> I put it on and I was like, I start, I started feeling anxious. I started feeling anxiety and I was like, okay, now this has to turn off. Like, I cannot have that right now. Like cutting out things in your life that kind of like are stressors is a good thing to do. Um, I cut caffeine out of my life as well because I realized like, like I'm not, that's, I mean, caffeine. Oh my God. <laughs> it gets you all wired. But something else I was like learning about, um, there's this thing called the vagus nerve. 
I don't know if you've heard of it, but like it's a nerve that's in the back like of our head. And I've kind of been doing research and um, there's like exercises that you can do. Um, so yeah, there's this thing called the vagus nerve. And so there's different exercises that you can do to like, kind of like, I guess, turn it on or calm it down. But look it up. It's on YouTube. I'm still studying it. I'm trying to figure it out. But there's like different exercises you do, like where you're like lying down and you're just there. And then like, so I'm lying down and then I look to the right with my eyes for like 30 seconds or until like I yawn. And then I'll do it to the other side, to the left until I yawn. And I've kind of noticed the difference. I've kind of noticed the difference in like how, how like I carry myself like afterwards. I think it's a daily practice, but, um, I think there is mindfulness. Like you could be mindful and like calm yourself down, but definitely like anxiety is in the body, you know? It's, it's something that, that it's, yeah, it's in motion. So learning how to like work with yourself and find what works best for you. I think, I think that's good, but it's a challenge. <laughs> the vagus nerve. <laughs> it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but I've already Googled it. Huh? It sounds crazy, but like, seriously, I was like, I need to try this. Yeah. Anything. Try anything. <laughs> I will follow any advice. <laughs> yeah, anxiety is definitely something as a student I really struggle with. So I had no idea. I feel like I've gone through uh, like all the anxiety workshops and everything, but they've never told us anything about like a bag. Oh, crazy. Like, yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah, I never heard of it. And then I, I for some reason, like I was going through like YouTube and I was I was trying to find all these videos, you know, like, how can I help myself? And that popped up. It popped up. I bought a book on it and like, it's, it's very interesting how connected like our nerves are. And I mean, it's like, it just goes down like all the way down to the spine. And it's, it's crazy. Our bodies, our bodies are like, we don't, we still don't know how to handle stressors. Um, so like our bodies haven't evolved to that point where it's like, when something crazy happens and we're all freaked out, we think that we're, you know, we're going to die or something. Like you have a breakup. It was like, Oh my God, I have anxiety. Like I'm scared. Like it's, it's, it's a response that your body has. And the fact is that you're okay. You're not going to die. You're going to get through things. And yeah, it's just, it's the body's response and trying to train yourself and like doing exercises and walking and breathing. These are all things that can help. Thank you. These are all very important reminders. That's my workshop. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Just kind of as a last question, just to wrap it up, what can we expect from your new project, lovers and friends? If you Ooh. want, to know, I'm excited. I think you can expect pop, <laughs> but like, it's the story of my life. This lovers and friends is the story of my life. I have so many, so many songs are kind of individualistic of moments in my life, relationships that I've had. And it's very honest. Um, and I mean, the production is actually by, by, uh, Carla's boyfriend, Carla Morrison, her, her boyfriend. So I worked with them in Mexico city for 
we started the project in 2017 and it's kind of been going going along but yeah just gearing up to prepare to release that because it's it's a big thing for me because i've had it for so long but i'm excited for like what's to come as well but i'm really excited for everybody to hear it because it's it's one of those albums that i can put on me myself i'm my own fan <laughs> i can put on and be like oh yeah i feel good <laughs> i feel good this is fun this is fun yeah so <laughs> Well, I'm I'm so excited. I'm excited for that album. Um, I'm really excited for Friday for the virtual. Yeah, concert. yeah. I know. I've been preparing for it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, expect a lot of UCSC fans in your near future. That's dope. That's dope. Thank you. Yeah, um, and thank you for taking the time out once again and yeah, sharing your your beautiful voice, your beautiful perspective. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Irene. Thank you so, so much. It was nice meeting you. It was nice meeting the both of you. Thank you. Have fun performing, too. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Wow. What an inspiring interview. Make sure to catch Irene this Friday, February 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the virtual Quarry Concert Series. To register, go online at quarry.ucsc.edu. And the link is also in the description for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to Slugcast. Make sure you tune in each week for stories, updates, resources, and more.